Hello everyone. Welcome to Back to Life, episode number three. I am your host, Sherry Overstreet. So thrilled to be here again, you guys. All right, so if you're watching and if you're and obviously listening, I'm gonna do my best to describe this to you. If you're watching, you could tell that I have wearing some hair and I am actually sporting the wig Carly. That's the name that was given to her. I'm actually looking at changing the name to a male name. I don't know why. I just think it'd be cool. And so speaking of wigs, I, well, let me, let me describe this one to you first. So this one is a little shortcut, um, probably barely touching my shoulders. It's a little darker brown, has some little color in it. It's gorgeous. I love it so much. I feel like I have kind of like this classic look going on. I have some red lipstick on. I didn't put on a whole lot of makeup, some little bit of base and some eyeliner and some mascara and some lipstick, and I feel amazing in it. And so I wanted to give a big, 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 huge shout out to Audrey from Sonder Salon. I had mentioned her before. I just had a brain freeze and could not remember the salon name. Anyway, Sonder Salon and Fort Collins. She's not paying me to tell you this. I just wanted to, to let you know that she's amazing and i felt so comfortable with her i even cried at times so you could tell you know if i'm crying i probably feel pretty comfortable with you it was very a, a very intimate experience for me and she actually uh, works with a nonprofit called hope lives which is also a great place and she coordinates with them and they they give you vouchers to get wigs um, for, for breast cancer survivors and anybody going through treatment and different things like that. So I am so grateful for that experience because I just felt really good. And one of the things she had asked me was, well, what, what are you, what exactly are you looking for? You know, what could I help you with? And I really didn't know the answer to that. I didn't really know what I wanted to be honest, I don't know anything about wigs. I just know I ordered one off of Amazon and it looked hilarious. And I was like, yeah, there's no way on the planet I would wear this out in public. <laughs> in public. I actually make fun of it on, in some of my videos. Um, anyway, yeah, don't order a wig off of Amazon. It's a huge mistake. Probably should have known that. Anyway, it was such a great experience and she, you know, again, she just made me comfortable, asked me what, what I'd wanted and stuff. And I just said, you know, I don't really know what I want it to look like. I just know what I want to feel like. And it was, I want to feel empowered and I want to feel beautiful. And I want to just feel really good about myself and I want to be able to go out in public and feel really confident in myself and stuff like that. And it's not that I couldn't do that with the short hair. I just, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling great at the time. And so it really did help me a lot to just tap back into my confidence and empower and empowering myself. And I actually got to make the choice. Like, this is what I want to do. Um, I was a little hesitant in doing it and a little bit of fear in doing it. Um, I, you know, I wore the longer one out and I was like, oh my God, like kind of a little bit timid. Um, but this one has a little bit been a little bit different where I've just felt really comfortable in this one that I'm wearing and um, I think it'll just take me time on the other one. The other one is, is interesting because it's more like my original hair. So fascinating stuff. So anyway, 
Audrey, if you're listening, I love you to death. I just think you're the best. You're like one of those people that uh, you meet them and you're just like, yep, love at first sight. We're friends for life. I don't even know how that happens. It just does. And she's one of them. And so love you to death. Um, or love you to death. I don't know if I would want to say that. But <laughs> uh, love you to the moon and back. Sandra Salam. Audrey in Fort Collins. If you have anything hair related, go see her. Um, she's just very special. I also wanted to express gratitude to my sister, Marianne. Marianne Overstreet, if you're listening, I love you so much. And we have been just on a journey together for, for a really long time. I, I had, um, I got custody of my sister when she was 14 or 15 around there and raised her a little bit. And we had a conversation not that long ago about how hard I was on her. And she goes, well, you know, you're really hard on me and it worked. And so, cause we were talking about my kids that I have now and how, you know, like I'm pretty soft on them compared to her and compared to my, my, my stepkids as well. I, I, when I got married, I married, a, I married someone that had two kids already, nine and nine and 13. And I was hard on them as well. And when I had my own, it was a totally different story. I'm a big softy. So anyway, we were talking about that and how much my influence helped her. And I would just say that she's helped me immensely in so many ways and, and, and for a long time. And especially with the, the diagnosis last November and the most recent diagnosis, she's just been like, hey, you know, super, I'm, she, she just said to me, you know, I'm so optimistic about this that there is nothing crossing my mind that, that is like, oh my God, doom and gloom or anything like that. And, you know, you really need those people in your life because if people are seeing you sick, it's probably not going to be great. <laughs> just saying. So you probably need to get some people around you that are really seeing you have good outcomes or visualizing, they're praying. They're like, this person's got it. Like, I, I just think that has been very critical to my my outcomes that I'm having. I mean, they're just, they're mind blowing really. So anyway, love you, my sister, you are the best. And, um, anyway, I wanted to dive into this one and I, uh, so last, last podcast, I kind of went in a different direction than I thought it was going to go in. And again, you know, I really feel like I'm being led more, more by the spirit versus my ego and my head. And, and those types of things. I mean, I really do think you need some kind of ego to do these do these things because if you didn't, you wouldn't be doing it. Like, you know, putting stuff on social media or dancing around like a freak on YouTube. So, I mean, that's what I do. So you gotta have some sort of ego. Um, however, I also think that it's, you know, opening, you know, I'm opening my heart to receive what the spirit, what God has for me and has for us today in this episode. And one of the things that I wanted to dive into a little bit here is um, some past stuff that has come up through this experience of, of going, you know, being diagnosed with an illness and in, in breast cancer especially and this facing death thing and all of that. And so I would say that I am going to talk a little bit about some childhood trauma. So if 
that's something that you're like, oh gosh, you know, I don't want to hear that. Like, you know, I just wanted to let you know that that's what we're going to dive into so that you're prepared for this. Because again, you know, like this is going to come up throughout this podcast because it's part of it. It's part of life. And a lot of us experience trauma, probably most of us. And so in some shape or some way, right. And, um, yeah, so that's what we're gonna we're gonna dive into today, which is fascinating to me. So, anyway, I wanted to start with a question, and the question is, do you want to live or do you want to die? Now, this is a pretty powerful question, and it's come up for me multiple times in the past two years, and I didn't realize that it had come up before. Well, I mean, I kind of did, but I just didn't like think I was dying at the time. Um, so the question was posed to me when I was really young, the first time that, that it came up for me. And that was, I was, I would say about eight. And the thing about memory is, you know, it's only half accurate. <laughs> so I could be way off on the age. I could have been a little older. I could have been a little younger. I don't know. We're going to go with eight. I was very young. I do know that. And it was in the 70s. And I remember being sitting at a kitchen table, round table with those very old kitchen chairs, 70s style orange, very bright orange. I just remember lots of shag carpet and bright orange chairs. Anyway, I was sitting at the kitchen table and I was eating pot pie for breakfast. It was a chicken pot pie. And I remember it very vividly because the you know how when you make something and it's frozen a little bit still frozen in the middle that was kind of what was what was happening in that eating scenario and the way that i grew up there was it was very difficult for me to express things like hey it's this thing is cold now my kids they don't have any issues saying hey this is frozen or this tastes gross no issues with that they feel very safe and comfortable saying that I did not have that experience growing up. So you don't say much, or I didn't say anything. And so my mom, I remember my mom being at the, the close to the kitchen sink, and she was cutting a piece of bread, and I, I, I believe that it was like a pound cake, like a lemon pound cake type of bread. And I just remember her cutting that with a steak knife. And her back was to me and she said it under her breath, do you want to live or die? And it was it was a little bit quiet. So I was like, kind of like taken aback. Like, did she just say that? Like, or did I hear that weird? I don't know, totally second guessing myself. I'm already second guessing myself at a very young age. And so um, she says it again and she says it much loud, much more loud and stern. Do you want to live or die? Now, let me give you a little bit of background about my mom. So she, she suffered from a mental illness all her life. And back in those days, there wasn't really, they didn't really give her like a specific diagnosis. They just said something like, she's like half devil half child 
And so this is what I lived with. I lived with this person that just did a lot of psychological damaging things and a lot of physical abuse, um, emotional, very emotionally abusive types of things. And and, and you're going to hear a lot about her through this through this podcast. I'm sure things will come up. I mean, there's there's a lot, and a lot of it was brutal. And so, if you've had trauma like that, I just want to say I'm sorry that that's happened to you. Um, and at the same time, it's happened for you for some reason. I don't know what the reason is for you. I I just know that it's made me who I am today and it's going to sound a little woo-woo-y and I'm going to say it anyway that uh, I have come to a place where I honor her Um, and that is going to be a fantastic story for you um, when we get to that point because I just I love it so much and so I just want you to know like there is a place where you can honor your parents or honor someone that has done damage or you know put you through something that you you know really you didn't want and so anyway um we'll get to that at some point i just i just wanted to make that clear that this is not going to be a head you know head bashing (laughs) not really a head bashing but like a i blame it all on my parents type of thing this is not like that at all and quite opposite really so, um, anyway, we'll get to that point at some, some down, some downs, <laughs> somewhere in the future forecast, um, when it's appropriate. So anyway, she was asking me that question and I didn't answer it because I didn't number one, know how to answer it. And I was scared. I mean, I was ab- absolutely petrified, and I just remember feeling that in my body, feeling absolute terror in my body. And I did feel absolute terror in my body lots of times, probably more than I didn't feel absolute terror. And that would actually play a part in my adult life where I'd feel absolute terror, and it would just seem like for no reason, and people would just look at me like, what is this? Ab- this girl is like in absolute terror, and there's no, like, something triggered it, right? So anyway, um, she asked it again. She asked it a couple of times. I did not, not, I did not answer it. I didn't know how to answer it. I did not, I didn't believe it was even happening. And I was petrified I'd give her the wrong answer. Like telling her I wanted to die would be the right answer. I didn't know what the right answer was. And so I didn't say anything. I was frozen. And, and many times in my life, I would be in freeze response. A lot of times when you have trauma, you go into fight, flight, or freeze. I lived in a lot of freeze. Just blank. I don't know what to do or say. I don't know which direction to go in. And so, um, basically, I didn't answer and it pissed her off. And so she came at me with the knife and knocked me down with the chair and said it again. I asked you if you wanted to live or die very directly in my face. And I said, I want to live. I want to live. And so she pulled me up. I, and somehow I ended back up in my room. And I was in my room for about three days with no um, interaction with really anybody. Um, because I was so afraid to come out of my room after that. 
Um, eventually, she came out. She would. She came in and got me out of my room at some point, um, and everything was fine for a minute or however long it was fine for. Not long, um, and that's kind. Of, that's that's what happened there. And I'm telling this story because I realized from that event that I really wasn't living. I said I wanted to live. Um, However, I wasn't really living though because I was in fight or flight and freeze response most of my life. I mean, even up until the point, like probably a couple of years ago, like I lived in that state for a very long time. And I, yeah, so big deal, right? Big deal. It is a big deal to realize that like, wow, most of my life I haven't really been living it. And I would say that most of it has been fear of living life. That's why back to life is so important because I came back, I came back to life. Like I came back to like, wow, I could actually live life. I could do podcasts and I could go travel and I could, I could just do what I want to do and like just live this beautiful, great, amazing life. Like I don't have to suffer and I don't have to act like I'm dying or be in a, a you know just be dying right I, I, I want to say I don't I guess I want to clear the act act like you're dying up a little bit because I don't think we act like we're, we're dying I think it's um we don't even really know that some things that we're doing are is, is like dying right like not really living is dying and not really just being true to yourself in the moment and I think that I want to clarify here, it's different than a physical dying, right? It's uh, more of a, of a spiritual dying or a, a, uh, the essence of who you are death or who you're meant to be death. And so that's, that's what I want to clear up here because, um, yeah, I just didn't think that that saying that, that just came out, right? So I want to clear that up in case there's confusion because it confused me when I said it. I was like, wait a minute. How to act like we're dying. Um, it's just the essence of it, right? And I realized with the uh, hard diagnosis, you know, a brutal diagnosis that, whoa, wait a minute, I haven't really been living life, not to the fullest, and holding myself back from things that I really want to do. And this is one of them podcasts, writing books, traveling, all those, all those things that we, you know, or that I have dreamt of owning a sanctuary place where people can come and retreat and be with themselves and be with other people and, and tap, tap into the essence of who they are and, and their spirituality and those things. And so that, uh, that memory has come up for me quite a bit in the past couple of years. And it was even more profound when I was faced with a physical death. And I also want to bring up, I had an experience prior to that where I was playing a game and it's called the Samurai game. And if you've ever played it, it's pretty fantastic. And it's a gift that keeps on giving. If you, if you do decide to play it or find a way to play it, um, it is, it is, it was one of the most amazing things that's that I experienced and I had played it twice and actually I feel like I got way more out of it the second time 
And the second time was, you know, without giving it away, anything really away, was being faced with a decision to live or die. And I, I made a decision to live. And it wrecked me. It wrecked me in the moment. It was just like, it was almost like uh, I felt ashamed to live. I felt so much shame to live. It was just, it knocked me down. It knocked me down the sorrow I felt that it was not really okay for me to live. Um, what a powerful moment that was to learn that. I have was carrying that. And it's still uh, obviously, you know, in my heart that some of that pain of that, like, wow, you know, um, I think I was, I think that, that I played that when I was 50, maybe 51. It wasn't that long ago, a couple years ago, maybe three. I don't know. I, time is just a weird thing for me. So anyway, uh, yeah, so man, what a powerful experience that was, um, to realize that and then to have this diagnosis come up again and, and to have spirit just say, well, do you want to get better? Like, do you want to heal? Like, do you want to actually get up and live your life and be the essence of who you are? Do you want to be who you are? Or do you want to just keep doing this thing here? Um, because you are, you're, it, it was just a physical dying. And it was also a, a realization that I was spiritually dead because I wasn't you know, I wasn't tapping into myself. I wasn't connecting with, with spirit or God or really anything like that. And that is just proof that that spiritual thing, that spiritual thing, I don't know if it's a thing, the, this guide, God, divine was pursuing me relentlessly. And I 100% believe that to be true. And I, uh, and I will, I will be talking a little bit in the future about being called by name. It's, you know, it's something that I, I had heard. It was like, I'm calling you by your name. Like, you're not listening to me. I'm calling you. I'm calling you. Like, this is why I'm doing this is because I don't, I, I want to shout this from the rooftops of the experiences that I've been having are, are, um, they're not something I could just come up with in my head and make up a story that this is what it is. It's, this is my reality now. And I hear things that I've never thought I would ever hear. I, I sense afterlife. I, I just, I really feel like, and I haven't, I don't think I've ever said this out loud yet. I feel like I had a near death experience. And a lot of times people will say, well, I had a near death experience. I went into the heavens and this is what they told me. Mine wasn't like that, so to speak. However, I do feel that it was a near-death experience um, because of what's happening to me now or what's happening for me now with uh, the, the channeling that's happening and the guides that I have and just the uh, overall profound things that are going on in my life. I, I would tell you as well that where I was making this podcast very hard, it has been effortless. I mean, you know, and I, and I don't know what's going to even happen with it. Like, 
I don't care. I just know that this is what I'm supposed to do, and I'm I'm a hundred percent clear, and it's in my body that this is it, right? This is part of the journey, and so I um, I'm grateful to be sharing it, and the you know back to this question: Do you want to live or die? And I think I would ask you that: Are you really truly living? And are you living in a way that is true to you? And that's something for me, I have had sorrow come up around that piece that I haven't been true to myself and living in my truth until now. It's taken me this long to get it. And, uh, Again, you know, and I think I've said this before, we're all going to face something. And I really do hope that if you're out there and you, um, you're going through something right now, I just want you to know that there's so much hope and hope for you to live a great, no matter what the experience is, that you have so much power within yourself it's it's almost hard for me to put it into words that you are a powerful person and that you you can do hard things you could do this whatever or do whatever it is right um if you so choose and just had that conversation this morning it's like i could choose to go well i got stage four aggressive breast cancer and i'm terminal and Let's just cash it all in and give up. And I could suffer and I could have gone through so much more than I already, that I had, could have gone through so much more in my body than I, than I did. And I do believe it was because I just was like, I listened. I started to listen. And it's like, you know what? Get up and walk and just put one foot in front of the other. And if you're not able to walk, move your feet. Just move them right to left. If you don't have feet, move your arms. If you don't have arms, move your head. Like, you know, move something. Just start to move. And I am going to wrap this up. This was a really heavy one. I did not expect. I mean, well, I guess I kind of did, especially with that question. Like, do you want to live or die? I mean, I don't know if, if you asked that, if it wouldn't go deep. <laughs> so I am... Again, I'm incredibly grateful that you have checked this out. And um, I feel like we're at a really good point to stop. And I just want to wish you well, wherever you're at. And just remember, like, gratitude for where you're at, no matter where it is, even if it feels crappy and gross, find a way. Find a way to express gratitude for something that you have in your life. And especially your body. Your physical body houses your spirit and it's an important thing to take care of. So I, uh, I wanna just leave you with that and thank you again so much for listening and going through this journey with me, having these experiences with me. I am, I am blessed beyond measure for it. Thank you. <laughs>